believe there's a way to build your real estate business that feels right to you, where our thoughts, words, emotions, and actions are all aligned. Welcome to the Authentic Agent Podcast, a place where we help the motivated but lost professional cut through the industry noise and find intention and purpose. We've worked with thousands of real estate agents on business development and strategies to increase their performance and build professional trust by taking consistent, strategic, and most importantly, authentic action that feels right to them. We believe that our businesses grow in direct proportion to how much we grow as people and by intentionally working on ourselves and our business, we can raise the standard of professionalism for our entire industry. I'm Brandon Tracy. I'm here to help you find clarity and build momentum so you can take on the challenges of our industry with confidence and joy. Authentic Agent is about growing, learning, and being an agent for authenticity in your life and business. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. I'm Brandon Tracy, and I'm joined once again today by Haley Lobosco. And today, Haley, we're talking about a question that I think has a lot of value for real estate agents and, and can be an impactful question to ask yourself, especially when you're, when you're an agent that really wants to become self-aware. What are my strengths? What are my weaknesses? And where can I improve? The question is this. Does the way you communicate save you time and build trust, or is it costing you? Right. And I think one of my favorite topics when it comes to this question is emotional neutrality. We don't teach this in real estate like we should, right? Like agents get really caught up in the idea that in order to show their client that they're on their side or or they think that their their duty is to always agree with the client, listen. Like your job is not to get caught up in the emotion of a transaction or the emotion of a situation. Our job as agents, and really a strong argument can be made is our job from a fiduciary standpoint is to remain neutral and help people see a way forward, always thinking towards options and solutions. Here are your options. Here are the solutions for the problem. This is something we don't do in real estate. And we see this every day in our business. And it is a very hard thing to do because it's so easy to get caught up in emotion. But I'm curious, before we get into this anymore, like what does emotional neutrality mean to you? Well, I would say that, well, first of all, we're in an industry where our job is communicating, right? Like our job is really pulling out that high I personality. It's building rapport. It's having conversations. It is being empathetic. But how do we remain neutral emotionally when we are empathetic naturally? How can we possibly go from a situation where we're like, what the F just happened? Like this just really happened? Or thinking like, that agent, is that agent that stupid? Or is this client that stupid? Or the seller that stupid? Like, how do we possibly go from being that high strung on our emotion? Because we care, Brandon, because Mm -hmm. we care so deeply about not just the sale and not just our commission, right? But about our client, because sometimes our clients, they're our friends, they're our family. How do we go from being emotional to taking a step back taking a deep breath and saying, okay, what are the solutions here? Before I become reactive to your feelings, how do I find a solution? Yeah. And and even to peel that back, you know, a layer deeper is what is my responsibility to the situation, 
Mm-hmm. Right. Is my responsibility to be an empath in this situation and get angry with my client or at the cross agent or whatever? Or is my fiduciary responsibility to this situation to remain neutral, to create a sense of calm so that we can all think clearly and see clearly what our options and solutions are so that we can flow through those options and solutions void of that anger or frustration or disappointment, because that's where you hold your power. Like agents don't really understand that the inside of emotional neutrality is where your power is. The first person to get emotional in a transaction or a negotiation or or whatever loses, right? Because all they're doing is they're stoking the fire of emotion. And that is counterintuitive to finding a solution and moving forward. So I think you got to really just you know, take a hard look at yourself. So what is my responsibility to this situation? And again, that could be a negotiation. We see it a lot in negotiations, right? Where people just interject their, their, they think that it should go a specific way. They've made up an idea in their head that it should go a specific way. And then when it doesn't go that way, they become victimized. They make themselves out to be a victim of the situation. Strong real estate agents, really strong communicators can set such great expectations for clients in a negotiation or cross agents or whatever it is to say, hey, Mr. and Mrs. Client, these are some of the things that are common in our industry. It doesn't mean that they're going to happen in this transaction, but I want you to be aware that these are the top three things that could happen during this negotiation or or during this transaction. And if and when they do, Mr. or Mrs. Client, I want you to know that I have multiple solutions. And when those things come up, what we're going to do is we're going to we're going to talk about our options and we're going to move towards solutions. And what I love about the process of being an elite communicator as a business person and being able to set great expectations is that. Listen, think of yourself as walking down a trail, you know, and it's a beautiful day outside, the sun's shining, it's not too hot, which is a big thing for us here in Arizona, right? Like the temperature. And you come across somebody who's walking in the opposite direction with you and they come upon you and they say, hey, Brandon, you know what? I, you know, just complete stranger says, hey, man, just want to let you know that about a half a mile or a mile up the road there, there's there's a big cactus on your right. And I just want you to know that I saw like there's a rattlesnake coiled up on the side there. And, you know, it's it's hard to see, but I just wanted to, to let you know that it's there. Like, what are you going to say to that person? You say, oh, thank you. Thank you. Right. Oh, I say, Brandon, I would run the opposite direction. What are you talking about? I don't I- know, but, but, but you know what? The, the idea is that there's rattlesnakes in the other direction too. The, the point mm-hmm. is, is there's, there's, there's challenges everywhere. Right. And the idea is not to constantly avoid the challenge, but when you know that the challenge is coming, what I'm going to do is I'm going to approach that situation on the trail so much differently, right? I'm, I'm going to be cautious. I'm going to be aware of the situation. I'm not necessarily not going to walk forward, right? We have to walk forward. We have to walk somewhere, but knowing that it's there when we see it or when it rattles or when it makes that noise, sure. I'm still like, there's still some emotion being stirred up in me, but just simply knowing that it was there, my expectations were set for it. What I do is I manage my emotions so much better. And that is such an important lesson when thinking about communicating with clients or cross agents or anything, any, anything else in our, in our industry is that expectations can set you up 
to manage emotions during challenges when they come. Whereas if you were just walking up that trail by yourself and you know, your mind's off somewhere else, you're thinking about something else and then boom, you come across that thing. You, there's shock. There's a fight or flight response. You get lost in that emotion for a minute, right? Like your hair stands up on your arms. Like the, the difference in the emotional response is so great simply because you set an expectation for what could happen. And we don't do this in real estate. And there's, listen, there's a plethora of reasons why we don't, but I think that my humble opinion on this is that we don't set the expectations because we don't have enough experience or confidence to set the expectation. And listen, we, we know how to get experience, but let's talk about the confidence aspect of this. Well, most of us are so afraid of telling a client something that they might not want to hear, mm-hmm. that we don't show up in our fiduciary like we could. We don't max out our fiduciary like we could because of our own fears, our own inadequacies, or our own misunderstanding of a situation. You have to be able to communicate that these things could happen and that when they do, I want you to know that it's normal and that I have some options. We're going to talk through them. And my number one goal is to help you with the solution that makes you feel best. That solution could be, you know, X, Y, or Z in that process. It could be, Hey, well, yeah, one of the solutions is we could cancel. We could move on to a different situation. One of the solutions is we could renegotiate this thing, or, you know, let me, let me have some conversations. Let me calm the situation for everybody. But when you do that, you take the power of the situation instead of just dumping fuel on that fire and seeing what happens. And that's what our egos do in real estate. So many agents are like this is they, they pretend that they've been victimized by something that happens all the time. Like challenges arise in real estate all the time. They're not new. You're not immune to them, right? So when they do, you shouldn't respond as as a victim. You should respond as a professional that knows that these things happen and knows that when they happen, you have a responsibility to help everybody navigate the situation professionally because that gives everyone the best chance for the best outcome. And so I do have a question for you, Brandon, before you continue. How does at the beginning here, you talked about communicating effectively and setting the expectations that it can save you time. How does communicating with your clients effectively and setting these expectations, how does it save you time and how does it build the trust that you're wanting in the relationship? Well, as you go through the process of setting expectations, following through, checking for understanding, and then repeating that process, it naturally builds trust because what you're displaying is competency. Mm -hmm. And that's ultimately what people want. They want to know that you're serving them. And they want you to know, they want to feel like you're serving them at at a really elite level. They might not know what, what elite level really looks like, but they want to feel like you're serving them. And the the process of going through that makes you proactive. And when you're proactive in setting expectations and following through and checking for understanding, then you don't have to be reactive. And when you're reactive to a situation, that's when you're dealing with stirred up emotions and you're having to calm people down and you're having to go back and reset expectations. And that's a lot more work. It's a lot more work to get people 
calm down and moving in the same direction than it is to start out everybody on the same direction and then keep them there. Be a shepherd, right? Like we're, right. we're I'm just going to shepherd us through this process rather than, you know, oversleeping and being a terrible shepherd. And you're constantly having to go off over here and find this sheep and draw him back to the crowd. And this one over here, like you're just proactively engaged in the process and the amount of time that that saves you and the amount of trust that that helps you build, which then in turns turned up like that turns into referrals and repeat business. Like we have such a responsibility to that process. And for some reason, we don't teach it. We don't highlight it. We don't shed light on it in the way that we should to raise the standard of professionalism in real estate. We should all have a great desire to lean into this conversation and be the best shepherd we could be, be the best guide that we can be in, you know, for our clients. And quite frankly, for cross agents, right? I hear this all the time with agents. They say this, they're like, well, I was emotionally neutral, but the other agent wasn't like, what does the other agent have to do with your control over your own emotions? Like you're acting like this isn't a common thing in, in real estate that another agent might not handle a situation very well. That doesn't mean that you come down, you, you activate your lower self, come down to their level and participate in their emotion. You model the behavior that you wish that you would see in them. And you don't let that trigger emotion in you, right? You don't, you don't victimize yourself because they're not doing their job the way you think that they should. You stay with the situation as it unfolds in front of you. You surrender to it and you help move through it with professionalism and emotional neutrality so that you give everybody in the transaction the opportunity to succeed. And you might not get help from the cross agent. You might not get help from the lender, but the way you show up matters. Yeah. I think that's really well said. I'm sitting here thinking of what if you're a new agent, someone's listening to this and they're thinking like, yeah, I love this. This is great. I'm going to implement that into my business. But I really don't have the experience, so I don't know what lies ahead. What do I do then? How can I set the expectations if I don't really genuinely know what to expect? Yeah. One is it starts with awareness, right? Be aware that the like you might not want to model your business off of some of the cross agents that you're dealing with. And, and this is where like new agents, we've done such a terrible job in our industry, helping new agents um, find a solid path forward. And it, a lot of it comes down to, you know, recruiting is so dramatic in real estate right now that it's just all about recruiting, 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 recruiting. And we, we put such an emphasis on that, that we don't put really a lot of emphasis on what are our industrial standards what would the what would our industry like to adopt as a standard of performance or coaching or training to uplift all agents to a floor level that we can all agree on this is the foundation which we could operate from so because our industry doesn't provide that to you as a new agent the best advice that i could give you is you have to seek out what that environment is for yourself you have to hold the standard for yourself you have to want to be the, like the best version of yourself that you can be. And, and I, I don't envy new agents because it's very difficult to navigate our industry and find that. But that's the first thing. And then the second thing, and this applies to new agents or agents that have been in the business that just aren't, you know, they're not reaching their potential either is you, you got to pay it like slow down, mm -hmm. slow down, read, don't react, 
learn the things that you need to learn and follow directions, right? Like we, we get so caught up in the idea that we don't have time. I don't have time. I don't have time. Like stress, anxiety, ego is all in there telling us like, I shouldn't have to deal with this or blah, 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 right? Whatever. We're just breaking all of life into likes and dislikes and being mad about the things we don't like and wishing everything was like the things we do like. The reality of it is you have to surrender to the situation. The industry and life is what it is. And what you do is you surrender to what's in front of you and you bring your, your whole self to it right? Limit your distractions, slow down, take a deep breath. Our, one of our mentors says three, two, one, relax. And then let me bring my whole self to this situation. And what you find is if you bring your whole self, your whole attention to a situation, and you have a desire to meet and exceed the moment in front of you, then what you do is you slow down enough to follow the directions, to learn a little bit, to do a little research. And then you realize it only takes like three to five minutes. And that three to five minutes of participating in that way, fully present in the moment and being open to learning and following the directions, you will find that you'll save so much time going forward because so much of the emotional turmoil inside of real estate is because people rush and things are incomplete and bad expectations. Like it just slowed down and take a moment to learn, to follow directions Right. We see, we see this all the time. So people will just, they're reacting. They're just like, I don't think I should be doing this. I don't have time to do this. So I'm going to do it haphazardly. And then what happens is, is it just creates more work for them. Cause it's like, well, you didn't do it right. And this happened. And then they're like, they're WTFing all over the place. And you're just like, Hey, you could just read the directions and follow the directions. And this would have been wrapped up in three minutes. And now we're into this for like a half an evening trying to get this right. Right. Because it's not just about, it's sometimes it's not just about you as the agent. I mean, if you're on a team too, and -hmm. if you're not doing it right, now it trickles down to the transaction coordinator, right? Mm -hmm. It trickles down to the listing manager. Mm -hmm. There's a trickle, there's a domino effect. Mm -hmm. Like you said, if you just slow down and you can, don't be afraid to ask for help, right? Don't be afraid. And it just saves your whole team time and you time. And it builds the trust that, you know, you need with your client. Yeah. Yeah. You're exactly right. Well, thank you, Brandon. Again, your authenticity and your candidness Mm -hmm. are so appreciated um, in these conversations. So we look forward to next time. Yep. Thanks everybody. This was such a great conversation. Hey, thank you so much for joining us today. Here are the key takeaways. So first our job is not to get caught up in the emotion of any transaction. Our fiduciary is to remain neutral and always be thinking in a forward mindset like here are the options and here are the solutions. Number two, your power as an agent comes from remaining neutral. Number three, when we're aware of a challenge ahead, We can manage our emotions so much better, and we can set proper expectations with our clients. Number four, some of us are so afraid of telling a client something that they don't want to hear that it prevents us from showing up in our fiduciary like we could because of our lack of confidence. And number five, ultimately, people want to know that we are serving them at an elite level. Even if they don't quite understand what that elite level looks like, how are you going to commit to that? Our suggestion is to be proactive and engaged in the entire buying or selling process and to be the best guide that you can be. 
hope you enjoyed this episode of the Authentic Agent Podcast. If you feel like we're making a positive impact on our industry, you want to help us connect to new listeners and continue our journey, please rate the show and leave a comment on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you tune in to listen. Share our podcast with anyone you know that is looking for a more authentic way to build their business. Follow us on social media and join our community at the Authentic Agent Series website. Enjoy your journey and remember our businesses grow in direct proportion to how much we grow as people. Until next time, remember to abandon average and commit to growth if you want to obtain excellence.